Hello and welcome to the latest Clear Cruise podcast. This week we have a very special guest joining us, TV superstar Philip Schofield talks about his time on Princess Cruises. But first, talking about everything from upcoming events to Brexit, I sat down with Andy Harmer to talk about what to expect from 2019. Enjoy. So, for the first time ever, Andy, you are the uh, the guest of honour really? for our podcast. How, How are you? Is that? I'm very good, thank you. How does it feel being in the hot seat for a change? A wonderful opportunity. <laughs> I better not mess it up. <laughs> so, uh, it's a big year. We're at yes. the start of the year. We're in January. Yes. Unless people are listening in September, but yes. hopefully, <laughs> hopefully they're not that far behind. Yes, and I, th- and I think if we look back on 2018, obviously we don't have the full numbers for 2018 yet, but certainly what's happened in the UK is that we've seen strong growth year on year. So our last numbers to come out take us to the end of September, uh, and we've shown year on year growth of over 2%. And I think that's testament to the resilience of the cruise industry and also to the fact that as more people take a cruise, then that word of mouth, that opportunity to tell neighbours and friends and family about how great their cruise was means that more people are trying a cruise for the first time. So strong growth in the UK last year and, um, and we've talked about 2 million for the UK market for a number of years. Um, but it looks like so far, um, that we're heading for our first ever two million mark in the UK, which would be, which would be, I think, something quite special. Yeah. Uh, given that there's only a couple of countries uh, globally that have over two million cruisers, um, and the UK would be the smallest population, but delivering two million guests. So I think that also shows how far the industry has come. And the industry is diversifying as well. We've got yeah a lot going on this year just from clear. Yes. Yeah, and I think. I think what's interesting about the cruise industry, from someone who's watched it closely for a number of years, I think we're seeing new ships being delivered that really do allow us to say that there's a cruise for everyone. Um, So lots of growth in river cruising, for example, lots of growth in expedition, Mm. lots of growth in luxury. Slowly but surely, we're breaking down, as an industry working together, we're breaking down those misconceptions that people might have about what a cruise holiday offers. And I think... People are genuinely often surprised about the amazing choice of experiences that are on them. Um, yes, yeah, so we have our River Cruise Crusade that comes in March. So six cities over two weeks, uh, our evening events um, that will be talking River Cruise and what the experience is like and giving the opportunity, of course, to talk to all the River Cruise operators. Uh, we have our first expedition event taking place. It's a daytime event taking place. Uh, at the end of March as well, because that really is an interesting sector. There's something like nine new expedition ships launching this year alone, um, and many more coming. Uh, and that's that does seem to be appealing to a certain type of holiday maker. So it'll be interesting that day as we explore what expedition means and who uh, our target audience is and how we can talk about those experiences that that offers. And then, of course, our May conference, our classic May conference, which is May 15, 16, 17, down in Southampton. Uh, Already we have more travel agents booked at this year's event than ever before. So I think it'll be, we've got three great ships, we've got some amazing speakers that we're slowly announcing. 
so that looks set to be a great event. And then in the middle of all of that, something that's not a clear event is Brexit. Yes, that deadline <laughs> is definitely looming. Yeah, and actually it's the day after our expedition event. I don't know if that's important or relevant at all, or, but... Um, it's a good way to remember when it is. <laughs> yes, because they're hardly talking about it on the news at all. <laughs> Um, and Brexit's been interesting, I think, from a travel perspective and from a, from a cruise perspective. And what, regardless of what your political views are about Brexit, it's, it looks like it's happening. Um, and I think um, it's been on people's radar for a couple of years since, since the referendum. But I think what's encouraging is the government advice that's come out and reassured people that um, on a couple of things. Firstly, that UK ports will continue to operate as normal, regardless of whether there's a deal or no deal. And that's largely because, as an industry, we are very much regulated by international maritime law as opposed to national law. Um, and so um, the government has said quite clearly that passengers who embark on a cruise at a UK port will continue to be protected and therefore um, will continue as normal. And then I think the other advice that's come out from people like ABTA is that um, even if there's a no deal, um, you know, the European Commission and the UK government has said that airlines will operate as normal between the UK and the EU. So for those people taking a fly cruise holiday after the end of March, their flights will continue. And as we've heard, so will their cruise ships. So I think, and we hope that that gives everyone the confidence to continue to book their their cruise holiday um you know we're, we're at a point where a lot of people are thinking about where to go for the summer we know mm -hmm. everyone who works in the industry knows that cruise is a great choice of holiday and um and now that the brexit advice means that cruises those cruise holidays will continue as normal and i think that's important cool that's good because obviously it being a travel industry people are going to wonder what what's going to happen yes yeah, and, and, and you know, and again, we we don't know what's precisely going right. to happen politically, or or what how our relationship will look after the twenty ninth of March. But I think again, cruising is an interesting sector because it's regulated by international maritime mm. law as opposed to national law. Um, so you know, and and I think those people who've been on a cruise holiday know that the crew and the guests are made up of multiple nationalities. And in a cruise holiday, you can visit multiple countries and multiple ports. So it's already set up for um, you know any any complications caused by caused by nationality or, or destination. So uh, we're pleased that the government have given that advice now, and um, that we can all continue to look forward to our summer 2019 cruise holiday. Fantastic, Andy. Thank you for joining us. Thank you very much. And uh, we'll be talking to. Philip Schofield now, so that's pretty <laughs> exciting. That is exciting. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you. Welcome on board Crown Princess. On behalf of Clear, I have some questions for our brand ambassador, Philip Schofield. Philip, welcome aboard. Thank you very much. So, Philip, do you get time in your busy schedule to take holidays? Uh, I make time. Uh, <laughs> 
Uh, we're really lucky because the girls, we've got two uh, girls who are sort of 22 and 25, and if you dangle a big enough carrot, they might come with you. <laughs> and now they've got boyfriends, so we might have to bring them as well. Uh, but um, but always, we I take time off in the summer, and that's sort of ring-fenced, so I won't work for a, at least, and it's, you know, how lucky am I, for a, a month in the summer, um, uh, and then we're all, it's a big family holiday, and we all get together then. Uh, and the rest of the time, it's really sort of grab and take what you can. Mm. Um, Steph and I like going away. Um, usually, if it's you know, so somewhere that uh, I haven't been to before, I, we don't tend to, other than the summertime, because we always go to Portugal in the summer, but the rest of the time, it's just discovering new places. So, so what is it about the cruise experience that, you, that appeals to you? Well, it's exactly that, really. It's the fact that I always drive. So whenever we go anywhere on holiday, I'm the designated driver. Mm -hmm. um, and it's so lovely. The first time we came on board, um, it was the fact that, A, I wasn't driving. I wasn't lugging suitcases every day going from place to place. That we were in our gorgeous cabin, um, and then you have something to eat, and you have a wander around and discover all the things that there are to do on board. That took me by surprise as well. And then you go to sleep and wake up in a different place. And I haven't had to do anything. <laughs> I haven't had to drive, I haven't had to worry about navigation. It's all been done for me. And you, you, you sort of slide the, the blinds back and there you are in a whole new place. And I love that. Yeah, because we do have our own designated driver and navigator. I've, I've met a couple enough. of them, yeah. yeah. They're, they're pretty competent, it's good. <laughs> so do you have a favorite cruise destination yet? Uh, that's tricky because they've all been so different. Um, uh, Oslo was was fabulous. I loved Oslo. Um, Marseille, Barcelona was incredible. You know, they're, they're everywhere. I mean, that's that's the reason you stop. That's the reason you go. Is that every everywhere has um, has something new and exciting to offer? Mm. And and now here we are on board Crown Princess on on the on the Mediterranean cruise and this is the Italian leg you know so um, so we're loving loving Italy it's Rome today after I've spoken to you you know yeah. I'm off I'm off in Rome so is there a bucket list destination is there a cruise destination that you'd really like to do in the future yeah yeah but I'd need more time um, mm. because I would love to do Canada or Alaska or something like that yeah. I'd like to some something further afield funnily enough I'm not that not that fussed I'd love to go I'm not that fussed about sort of Caribbean type of thing no. I want to do something um, something that's for me is on the bucket list it's a big tick and that those two destinations would be huge yeah. failing that uh, even just the norwegian fields would be lovely when you can go somewhere that a car can't yes. get to yeah. and I, and there's always something um, appealing to me. I'm always that, I'm that person that whenever you go in somewhere you can look at the most beautiful building and then it says do not go beyond the, this rope. Ooh. That's where I want to go. <laughs> I'm not fussed about where I've been here, it was yeah. just lovely, but I want to go through that door that says no admittance. Yeah. Um, and, and that's much the same with sort of destinations. If you arrive somewhere that only uh, ships can get to and cars can't get to, then I love that. Yeah. A lot of that in Alaska. Yeah. A lot of those ports are cool. You've done all that, haven't you? Oh, it's wonderful. Really? I never tire of Alaska. Really? Really. So I picked a good one. You did. You picked probably the best one. Good. So, good. we'll see you there, maybe. Yeah, that would be nice. <laughs> I don't think I haven't seen you on the telly, by the way. <laughs> I think I haven't seen you live. <laughs> I spotted you. Oh, I thank knew you. that it was you. Do you get stopped in the supermarket now? No, <laughs> never. No? Can we have a selfie? Yes, please. Okay. So that's all from us this week. Thank you to both Andy and Philip for the fantastic interviews. Let us know what you thought. Get in touch across social media by using the hashtag ClearPod. That's C L I A P 
P-O-D. And of course, don't forget to subscribe to keep up with all the latest news. Thanks for listening. My name's Toby Cruz, and I'll see you next week. Happy cruising. <laughs>